So part of my sort of wondering and musings about the nature of reality, you know, I've bounced between it being a trap, with it being a prison, with it being a simulation, but all of it kind of tying into the underlying theme of it being a, a, an artificial construct. Now, the the mindset is, okay, if it's a construct, um, whatever sort of category it fits under, whether it's a prison or a theme park or, you know, a school, whatever function that construct construct um, serves, um, you kind of open your mind more to that. So you start with the baseline of it being absolutely a construct without a shadow of a doubt. Of a, of a doubt. And at this point, um, there's just no convincing me otherwise. So that's the baseline understanding. Then the next phase becomes, okay, if this is a construct, um, what is its nature? And, you know, I've talked about it in previous episodes about, you know, how when people have near-death experiences, you get forced back into the simulation through guilt and, um, in my, I mean, in my opinion, it sounds like extortion and blackmail. Honestly, these uh, characters that you meet at your near-death experiences who basically try to tell you um, that you need to go back. And um, I think yesterday I was watching... Warehouse 13. I'm not really getting into it. It's not really clicking for me. But on one of the episodes, uh, one of the characters said something to the effect of, the cruelest prison is the one we build for ourselves out of fear and regret. And I, as soon as I heard that, I immediately wrote it down because it like kind of fit in perfectly with all the things that I've been talking about, right? Like if you are coming back here if you're being sort of tricked or if you have been tricked into coming back here to into reincarnating because somebody sort of showed you your life had your life during your life review had your life quote-unquote flash before your eyes and then they told you you know you did this and you did this and you did this and you should be um you should feel guilty while you kind of get sent back here with your memory wipe i don't understand how you can accept responsibility for something that you did that you had no conscious awareness of it right and it also begs the question how many times has this loop happened where you've died and then somebody has shown you your life and then sent you back here over and over and over again you know forever that you know that's a prison um so there's that and um it's the it's fear both of the unknown as fear as to you know what comes after this reality that brings you back to this reality right that makes you reincarnate because either you're afraid of annihilation or you're afraid of what comes next or you're afraid of being punished and then it's also you know regret right like you're made to feel regret you're made to feel guilt over your you know past actions or whatever and and you're to that point where you're not even pausing and thinking like well first of all like how is this my fault right and secondly even if it was my fault, even if it was my fault, um, what is going back and doing it all again? How does that really help me? Right. And thirdly, even if it was my fault, how can I be held responsible for something that I did and didn't realize that was wrong? Right. Somebody outside of the construct created some arbitrary, you know, set of rules and like didn't let me know what the rules are. And then after the fact, judge me according to these sort of 
you know, rules. I mean, yes, you can argue that some of the rules are established within the simulation, right, through religion and things of that nature. But actually, I had a conversation with my friend Roe today, and I was talking about how, um, think about it like this, yeah? If, if God was, if there really was a God in the religious sense, and not a God like as in our collective consciousness being God, but in the religious sense, like if there really was a Jehovah, there really was a, um, Allah, if there really were all these, you know, Thors and, you know, Zeus and things of that nature, why is it then that at the time of death, different people report seeing different forms, right? Like, think about it like this, like in the Bible, the biblical God says, I am that I am, you shall have no other gods before me. And so when Christians die, they see him. But the thing is, the image that Christians see of you know, Jesus or or their God is based on what culture or it's based on a culturally predetermined image, right? So depending on what period of time you die, you're the Jesus that visits you at your near death life your near death experience or your life review, the the entity that visits visits you and, and talks to you, um takes on a form that tends to morph depending on the period of time. That's weird. If God is supposed to be unchanging, then why does he literally change? And why is it that a Christian sees Christ and a a Muslim sees Allah in a different form and a Hindu could see like Krishna or um, Kali or... Um, Brahman, right? It's always sort of changing, right? If 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 you if this entity is that entity, if God is God, then he shouldn't change depending on who's viewing him, unless whatever kind of entities that people are encountering are imposters and or shapeshifters, right? So for example, if I have a conversation with you about a person that neither of us have met, right? And I say, go to, go to this building. This is where this individual lives. And, um, you know, knock on the door three times and he'll open the door. You go to that building. I tell 12 people to do the exact same thing. And when each person gets to that building, they come back and they report a different version of the person I told them to see. You, you would pause and say, okay, well, why is this entity shifting according to who is viewing them. It almost seems like they're trying to be deceptive, right? And so you should, by all accounts, not trust what you're seeing. So anyway, so there's all that. Um, And then I had another conversation with uh, my cousin Jay, and he was talking about, um, well, why do we keep having to kind of more or less, why do we keep having to come back here? Like, why does that even happen? Like, why is it that we can't just die and kind of move on? And I kind of made a partial joke, like, well, maybe knowing how cheap I am, um, maybe what happened was that before I came into the game, there were like other versions of the simulation, right? And I kind of decided, okay, well, let me choose like the cheapest simulation that there is, right? 
and you know at the end of the simulation you have you're given the option to log off but it's like you ever go to one of those like raggedy websites where like (laughs) you try to like x out but when you hit the x like 50 billion other (laughs) pop-ups show up and you're constantly trying to leave and it's just like are you sure you want to leave are you sure you want to exit and then another pop-up and another pop-up another pop-up right like this idea was more inspired by uh, amazon's um upload um where you know the afterlife is an actual simulation um and it's a programmed um sort of matrix and then people kind of live within that so my i'm taking that concept and i'm flipping it and i'm saying like what if you know this world is some sort of like bootlegged pre-life or a bootleg like reality simulation and this is like a cheap version where like i mean obviously you can still play the game like we're all playing the game however um exiting you know cost extra like being able to just exit the first time call you know cost extra and you can maybe pay like a premium to like remember your past lives but knowing me i was just more like yeah it's fine um like i'll remember i've got a good memory and now i've been like stuck in this loop for for like five thousand you know five thousand incarnations trying to like exit and uh i can't um <laughs> um so there's you know that sort of uh that that's a mindset that's something that i kind of played with right um me and that would obviously mean that somewhere out there there are other simulations that you can upload into and still remember your past incarnations and and you're interacting with people who also remember their past incarnations and they're just more playing the game fully conscious of the fact that there's that it is a game right and and maybe they pay the premium or you could choose to not realize that it's a game and then play accordingly but everybody more or less is conscious and they're still kind of enjoying the game. I mean, you, I feel like you can enjoy a game and know that it's a game and still find it enjoyable. Like, I don't think, you know, something that's so super fully immersive um, is necessary to, you know, to understand, to enjoy or to appreciate the game. That being said, I think the very fact that I'm even talking to you about that right now sort of implies or infers that maybe I'm not as cheap as I joke and say that I am and that if, you know, the option to remember your past lives or past incarnations or that you are in a simulation is something that was offered before I came into the simulation, um, I probably did take it, which is why I'm saying this to you right now. And if you are listening to it and it's resonating with you, then you probably also selected the option to remember that it is a simulation so that you can then start to kind of, you know, uh, be more lucid in the construct. Um, so there's that. So to kind of take it back to the first part of the uh, of what I was talking about, it's OK. So is it a prison? I don't know. Is it a is it a, a game? I'm not sure. It could be anything. Right. I guess it could also be whatever you make it. Right. Another thought that I had was like these entities that, you know, try to obstruct you from leaving. They don't do it in a in a aggressive way. Right. I don't know of any or I haven't yet read of any near death experiences where the people are basically, you know, reporting like they're being violently forced back here. I mean, some people have had some pretty scary um past our uh, near-death experiences where it's kind of more like a nightmare and then they get 
kind of scared back and then they go, oh shit, like I've got to change my life um, because uh, basically I almost went to hell. Um, but to me, to me, that's still just kind of a mind fuck. Like either you're trying to fuck people and say uh, you should feel guilty, you did something wrong, you got to go back, or you're just trying to scare the shit out of people, you know, kind of like those, once again, those pop-ups that say, hey, you've got a virus, like download this now, <laughs> right? Like clearly you don't have a virus. They just want you to, they just want you to download, right? So clearly you're not a quote unquote evil person. They just want you to go back into the game. Um, and so that's just one of the other techniques that, that they, uh, utilize, but nobody has ever really recounted an encounter at a near death experience with an entity that's like literally violently trying to force you back. It seems like you have to consciously choose to go back regardless of what the circumstances are that basically influence your decision you still have to consciously choose to go back and so my thing is that if that's the rule and it's all about free will and it's a free choice it sort of absolves them of any responsibility right it's like um to use another analogy it's like instagram right so there's a long ass terms of service agreement that none of us fucking read um (laughs) Which, as I'm thinking about that now, I'm, like, cracking up because I'm, like, life imitates art, right? Like, how did we all end up here in the first place? There was probably a long-ass terms of service agreement that covered everything I'm talking about right now. Like, you know, there was a chance that, you know, you won't remember your past lives. And by a chance, it's, like, a 100% chance. But um, nobody read the, (laughs) the fine print and now we're all just here fucking like, okay, what the fuck is happening? Like you should have read the fucking terms of service agreement. Like that's what the fuck is happening. Yeah. And, um, so they, they have you sign this thing and then, and they know it's addictive. Like, so like in Instagram, right. Um, and Facebook, all these executives are coming out and they've been saying like, yeah, we know Facebook is addictive. Like we know that like, it, it causes people to become dependent on it because of the dopamine hits and everything like that. We actually designed the whole construct in a way to keep people addicted to their apps. And they're allowed to get away with it. Like that shit's not illegal, right? It's, it's within their practice to do so. But if you want to exit the game, or I should say, if you want to delete your, um, your Instagram page, right? You got to go through all this fucking process to like, find a delete button like it's like hidden somewhere you almost have to like do a google search that says like how do i fucking delete my facebook page and then go through google to navigate yourself to the delete button so that you can finally exit facebook and i think that that's the same setup like legit like i don't now that i'm the more that i'm talking to you guys about it the more i'm like okay no that makes sense if you reverse engineer what we see happening on the micro uh level which is like these companies set up these sort of you know, contracts that you sign and none of us fucking read. And then we, you know, log on because we're all fucking retarded and that's what everybody else is doing. It's popular, right? And then you log in and um, and then you're like, man, this shit is like consuming me, right? Like I'm addicted to this, right? Like I'm addicted to life. Yeah. And like a lot of stuff's happening and you're getting pulled this way and that, like, like what's been happening lately on the news, right? You're being steered this way and that the same way Real life steers you this way and that. It's the same way the news steers you this way and that. Like you're emotional and you're reacting to everything. And you take a step back and you're like, you know what? Like this is overwhelming. Um, I need to take a break. I need to like log off or whatever. 
and then you can't find the delete button. And something somehow happens, and that's what the near-death experience is. It's like someone, the person who is playing you, kind of decides, all right, I want to quit. And then it's like, that's what the near-death experience is. And then this administrator pops up, right? Like, I've been looking at it, like, esoterically this whole time and making it like a spiritual thing like oh is it ai yes i guess it is i mean if you really think about it the the, the things that are behind pop pop-ups and you know what that it's all it's all an algorithm and you can you can argue that okay if this simulation you know was is controlled by a futuristic society then you know it could very well be an ai um, that could keep you from logging off and that's what you encounter at the end of your life or what's supposed to be the end of your life in the near-death experience and that's why they also have all these multiple these parallel multiverses happening as well because like it's you know like outside of this reality there's like an actual corporation right so just like we have facebook and twitter and everything like that so let's say like this is like a facebook simulation right a facebook simulated virtual reality and they want to keep people subscribed right and the more subscribers they have in their game the more money they make outside of the simulation right like why wouldn't this be a reflection of of another sort of society on a macro level it's all about just making gains right um i keep saying life imitates art art imitates life um so there's like a twitter quote-unquote Twitter simulation, and they don't want you to leave, you know, their game. So they do everything in their power to keep you playing the game, right? Whether it's hiding certain terms in their terms of service agreement that you didn't fucking read, or, like, just shifting you to different parallel, you know, universes so that you, like, literally play even longer, right? Like the same way. <laughs> this is funny. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, this actually makes fucking sense. Like the same way, like you go on Instagram and you just want to like run your page, right? And you post your experiences and everything like that. And then like you go and you're like, all right, I'm just going to scroll for like five seconds. And then next thing you know, you've jumped on like one Instagram page, like another Instagram page, you know, the explore page. And you're just, and you just sucked your fucking life. And before you know it, eight hours have gone by. Or it's like YouTube, right? You just want to, you just want to watch one video. Like, and that one video is your one life. You just want to live the one life. But before you, like, you finish the video, it's like, oh, and here's another life. And here's another life. And here's another life. Here's another video. And here's another video. And it's another video. Because they want to keep you engaged in the game as long as long as possible and it's not even like a conspiracy it's just a fucking business model i'll say that again it's not even like a conspiracy it's just a fucking business model like that's all this is like it's just a fucking simulated game another thing i said this to my friend like half joking but i was actually like after i said i was like that's funny that actually might be true like she so she really loves the podcast and shout out to roa um and she's like, you know, she called me to talk about it. And she was just talking about like, you know, how nothing is random. And she's starting to like remember, you know, certain things. And, you know, all these correlations and synchronicities are actually becoming more and like stronger and stronger. And um, I said, oh, that's funny. I said, um, so she found like this board and like when she was thinking about me, 
she went to go walk her dog. And as she was thinking about me and my podcast, I'm talking about, you know, quantum physics. She found this like messaging board that had physics written on it. And it immediately made her think of me. So she took a picture of it and sent it to me. And then she posted it on this board on Facebook for people who like want to give away free stuff and people who want to get free stuff. It's like a community share thing, which I thought was a great idea. And um, so like 12 people responded and uh, she said, you know, Joe, like, how do I choose um, who to give this to? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> give it to the person you feel like needs it the most, you know? And she's like, no, I want you to choose. And I'm like, I, I'm not good at, like, being random. Like, I, I'm probably going to choose a person who, you know, seemed like they needed it the most. And so, but that's also hard to glean, you know, um, especially online. Um but so what she did was she took everybody's name, which I thought was ingenious. She wrote it on little sheets of paper and then she put it on the floor and she let her dog choose a name. And the dog chose a name Smiley, which I was like, that's a fucking awesome way. Because like how like that's literally like random, like the how quote unquote random can you be? And I was like, um, now I want to know because nothing really is random in this reality. Right. Like it, there's just randomness is, a, is another illusion. But. But I still want to know, like, clearly, if, if, she, if that name got chosen, there's got to be some sort of correlation that's going to end up kind of, you know, leading to something else, you know, synchronistic, because that's what starts to happen the more conscious you become. Like, things become, it becomes even more and more obvious that you're in a simulation, because things just start to link in in ways that, to link up in ways that, like, just don't make any sense, unless you're in a simulation. And so I was like, I'm going to subscribe to your life. Um, and then I was, no, I said I was going to subscribe to to your life channel, the channel of your life. And then I was like, wait, like, okay, let's think about it right now. Right. So, and she's not the first person I said this to. I said this to my cousin, um, earlier this week as well. I think like yesterday, actually, um, we were talking about like, if, like, I think he mentioned like in Futurama or whatever, they had, um, they had it so that, uh, Fry and Leela and everything like that. They were all actually like television characters in like a TV show for like monkeys or whatever in another planet. And I think that on, no, I don't think, I know that on um, Rick and Morty, um, Grandpa Rick like literally directly addresses the fact that he's in a TV show as well. And then I said, yo, like, what if this is us right now? Like, you know how like you subscribe to YouTube and you basically stream your life now or you go to Instagram and you basically like people are just like streaming their whole entire lives now for other people to watch like life imitates art. Right. So like how do we know that or art imitates life and art and life imitates art? Like how do we know that the same thing isn't happening on the macro level? Like not only are you you know entering not only are you entering into the simulation, you know, our simulation and you're living this life or whatever, you think it's really serious, but it's just like a hyper immersive, like role playing game. Yeah. But people can also kind of watch you, right. And subscribe to like your life story or whatever. Um, and I said to him, like, he was like, well, his life story would be super interesting because a lot of like weird and random shit kind of happened to him, which is true. And I was like, my life story would just be like, or my, my life channel would just be like fucking Bob Ross, right? It's just me <laughs> painting and listening to YouTube and, and you know, uh, not listening to YouTube, I'm sorry, listening to uh, audiobooks and, you know, just listening to classical music and just very relaxing and just 
you know, and he made a joke like, there's no, there are no mistakes, just happy accidents. And he sent the, the Bob Ross, uh, Jeff, um, like, isn't that fun to think about? Like the more I think about it, the more like everything starts to more make sense and kind of fit into that category because like, what is entertaining about Rick and Morty, right? Grandpa Rick is like fully aware of the fact that he's in a TV show, but it doesn't take away from it. Like he just addresses to it. You know, he talks about it, he deals with it, and then he keeps it moving. And, um, but that's the same kind of thing with more or less what I'm doing right now. Like I'm imitating that, like indirectly, like I'm not consciously trying to imitate Grandpa Rick. I'm just saying like, I'm talking to you guys and I'm saying, hey, we're in a simulation. And if we're in a simulation, then clearly we're probably being observed, which lends itself to what I was saying, um, I think a couple episodes ago where my cousin pointed out, might have been on his podcast, but he basically said, like, why do you keep painting, like, people, like, what, like, all your paintings, like, all of them, all, for the most part, are all, like, looking dead at you, like, into your soul, and I was like, I don't know, like, maybe I just, like, I'm leaving clues to myself to basically let me know that, hey, I'm being watched, or whatever, and he's like, no, like, literally, like, they're all watching you, he was like, well, if you came back, like, if I, if I lived this life before, I would, like, leave some sort of clue for myself, Right? I think yeah, we're going to put the video up on my YouTube channel um, at some point so that you guys can actually watch that interaction. Um, but anyway, he was like, it seems like you're basically trying to tell yourself that like somebody is like, that you're being watched. And I was like, oh, oh, I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even think, thank you. He's like, yeah, you would have figured that out without me. And I'm like, I, get, I probably maybe wouldn't have. I don't know. Um, so yeah, it's just some fun stuff to think about.